What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk Talk Punch. I am Brody, joined by Tudong Dylan. Hey! And my dad and yours, Charlie Hickman. <laughs> Call me daddy. Thank you, Brody. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. While you're here, we'd love to interact with you, so make sure you comment down below. Just be nice about it. And whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening in on the audio version of the podcast, wherever you might get your podcast, make sure you go ahead and hit the thumbs up or the star rating or whatever it is that you can click. Make sure you click it. They actually help. It does help algorithm. Do that. And then uh, make sure you subscribe also or else Dylan is going to come to your house and he's going to empty all your shaving cream cans in your shower. Oh, be gone, and you then you're gonna have to dry shave face or your oh. head. Oh my goodness! Man who shaves his head, you don't want to dry shave that scalp. You will tear yourself no. up. And Oof. then That's after you subscribe, make sure you come back here every Wednesday to hang out with us and see what we're talking about. Kind of like this week's topic, we are going over our top three pet peeves movies now these are very personal lists so there's a very good chance you're going to disagree with some of these we're going to say it dylan's going to complain about something and you're going to be like you know what i actually don't mind. hey dylan <laughs> what? preposterous i say sir preposterous <laughs> people come and let us know exactly hey do you agree do you disagree and if you disagree you know, like, give us reasons why, because I'm curious. I'd love to no longer hate these things. It'd be great. Now, I am very curious how you guys put these lists together, because we didn't come up with a whole lot of, like, rules and parameters. Like, okay, or just pet peeves. So, Charlie, how, how did you go into this list? What mindset did you have to get uh, so I built my list around a very simple principle, something that could occur basically in any movie at any time. So not not necessarily something like structural or, you know, like bad acting or, you know, stuff that bothers <laughs> me, but that's like, you know, an annoying character. That's more of like a universal like irritation, but like subtle things that that, that you know, well, OK, they go in order of subtlety. So number three, you might think is not actually all that subtle, uh, but You'll 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 hear me talk about them, and you'll be like, "Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, that is that is irritating." I I think that really grinds my gears. <laughs> Judong, how'd you how'd you build this list? These things freaking grind my gears. That's what I I was. <laughs> what are things that when I see in a movie, am I like, "Are you kidding me?" This is what you're going to do. This is insulting my intelligence. And I don't care for it. It doesn't make any sense. And I don't like it. So I, I, don't I like if, 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 I'm, if I'm like, this seems like bad writing or bad, I don't want to say bad writing. I shouldn't say that. Because it could be the directing. It could be the, like, every single different thing. But, yeah, I mean, I, I went along similar, like, uh, path as Charlie because I'm not going to say, like, bad writing or bad directing or bad acting. Uh, these are things that happen in movies, and I'm just like, wait a minute. Come on. Come on. You could do better than this. Did I just freeze? Yeah. I, you could do better. This doesn't. Come on. 
do better than this. What about you, bro? What did you do? I had I a hard do. time with this list because I think I put way too many rules around. So I was like, okay, is this something that ruins the movie for me? Or is this just kind of the small stuff that I, that I roll my eyes at and I'm just grumble, grumble, grumble. They did this or this happened here. And actually the examples that I came up with for a lot of these are maker franchises. But it, but it, it's just kind of like it came down to like oh it gets an eye roll out of me I don't like when they do it but it's it doesn't kill the movie that's kind of island we could do All a part right. two to this what what's part two to this I, easily I'm sure do a part two to this because now that I keep thinking about it I'm like oh. four. <laughs> All right, well, let's get going here. All right, what did I say the order was? I think it's Charlie, and then myself, and then Dylan. All right. So, hey. look, this is this, number three. I think this is probably something that we can all relate to as we have become more home purveyors of cinema. Uh, Brody was recently down in my neck of the woods, and he introduced me to the fabulous film Interstellar. And as we were watching this, Great movie. Great, great movie. But the one thing that kept happening was uh, there'd be this sequence of dialogue and you have to, and it's just almost inaudible. So you're cranking up the volume, crank, 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 to get it up loud enough to hear, to hear the dial. And then all of a sudden it would shift to some sound effect scene and the, uh, or music and it uh, would just explode the speaker and you're, and you're trying to, so you had to just sit there and hold the remote and ride the volume the whole movie because I can't hear it, can't hear it. Oh, oh my gosh, it's too loud. Uh, and it's just these loud noises and explosions uh, and this this is not unique to Interstellar. So a lot of these a lot of these movies you're trying to watch on, a, especially anything with like action sequences, you know, it's just like oh my gosh, I, I feel like an old man just ah hey turn that racket down. What are we doing here? And then and then the dialogue comes on, and then I still feel like an old man. Why can't I hear what they're saying? Uh, so 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 it's it's a pet peeve of mine when I have to ride the volume on the remote control just to hear a good movie. Oh, that's a really good pick. And everybody knows my love of Christopher Nolan. But this, he is notorious. Whoever he gets to mix all of his sound is constantly like the, the dialogue is so low. And then all of a sudden there's an explosion and you feel like you're waking up the neighbors. Like Dark Knight did that a ton. Interstellar, did, like. <laughs> that too broad because i haven't seen what it yet but i heard that i heard that tenant really does that as well yeah all of his movies i think and i think <laughs> he, a... he's like focusing on the on the movie theater experience but it's like well but this thing's got a lot longer life in you know on blu-ray people's houses yeah it's tough this is a really good one yeah, that's true. Bugs, bugs me. <laughs> My oh, hearing's not good. That really. All right. My number two. I got it. You mean three? Sorry, I just cleared my. And to hit the lap thing. All right, well, so much for that. That's one less thing to, to monitor. All right, my number three is trailers 
that do not represent the movie well. Mm. Oh, I remember, I remember that Hancock was one of those movies. I remember when the trailers came out and it's like, oh, look, it's a fun Will Smith. He's got superpowers and it's going to be this fun, silly movie. And then you and then you watched it and it's like this deep story about him being an immortal being with Charlie's Theron, who's another <laughs> immortal human being. They need to find each other. It was like you watch it. And you're like, this is not what the trailer talked about at all and there's and and trailers do this yeah. right like i remember like suicide squad was another one that i thought of where it's like i like this great trailer it's got like all this witty dialogue and it's got you know like great music and stuff like that and then like the movie didn't feel like that at all and 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 so having these trailers where you then get excited about the movie you're expecting one go in and you just get like a totally different movie, totally different tone, but it's set, you know, and, and like your expectations are just out yeah. the window. What was not, that, Tudong? I was like, it's not even like it's fun. It was like a really kind of a downer movie after that. Like, what 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 happened here? Come on. We 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 thought it was gonna be something completely else. Yeah. yeah. And I love trailers. Like I I really yeah. enjoy watching trailers. I really really well we give you this really neat example of uh, giving too much away to get you excited like i love so when when trailers are are bad and they just movie they kind of yeah it really really bugs me because i walk out and i'm like that is not what the the trailer said it was gonna be that's not what we were promised oh there you go hancock was kind of like the the biggest example of that, but but a lot of movies do this. And I, you know, I even thought about like throwing in scenes that are in trailers that then aren't in movies. And I know that there's like a whole right. ultimately that's kind of its own whole thing. So I decided to just go with trailers that don't represent my number three. All right. Very. Tudong? My number three, although the picture is from a television show, which is notorious for this, my number three pet peeve is people who have very little money or need money or who are just, in fact, broke, and they've got huge apartments. (laughs) They're way $5,000 a month, and their rent is $14,000 a month. It doesn't make any sense. It is huge. And they're like, oh, you know, it's really tough living in New York City. And I'm like, <laughs> and New York City? How do you not live in a broom closet? Because that's probably what it, where it should be. I get that people, they want to have big places so that they can film dramatic things. And sometimes it makes a lot of sense. you got Frasier, which is a TV show. You've got Daredevil, who was independently wealthy. And that's great. And that makes sense. But if you got people, working class people, and they have huge places where they live, it really kind of brings out of me. Because I'm like, <laughs> I, don't I make more money than this person, and I don't live in half the nice of places than this. It doesn't make any sense. And they live in a big city. They're like, yeah, we live in a rough living in L.A. And I'm like, it's even more expensive to live in L.A. So my number three, it, re- it takes me out of the movie. And maybe because I'm like, I'm, as Charlie was saying, 
I'm an old man as well, because before I didn't even think about these kinds of things. I just be like, <laughs> wow, that's cool. <laughs> Obviously, everybody must live in a place like that in LA. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, nobody kind of thing. Nobody. This is fictional. This is the most fictional thing in the entire movie. I mean, like, okay, if it makes sense, it makes sense. And that's good. And I appreciate it when it does. You've got Rocky Balboa in Rocky Four living in a mansion. He's the heavyweight champion of the world. That makes a lot of sense. He has money. And you have Clark Kent, who's a reporter for the Daily Planet, living in a huge, huge apartment. <laughs> okay, he's Superman, but he's not independently wealthy. His dad never gave him a big trust fund so he can afford these kinds of things. And I don't think he had the kind of job. It's not like he was a Pulitzer Prize winner. He just got this job at the Daily Planet. And he's got a huge apartment. And I'm like, That was Clark Metropolis, though. We don't we don't know the economics of Metropolis. Maybe it's a are, dump. Are you telling me that Metropolis is Gotham City? Gotham <laughs> City that people pays people to live there. That makes sense. That's okay. Even though it doesn't work like that because you've got the narrows and all that kind of stuff. People live in broom closets. And I, uh, <sighs> my point is nowadays it takes me out of the movie and it is my number three pet peeve. Very nice. Can't afford. That's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, Brody, put up my number two because I, I don't remember the order that I have my, my two and one. <laughs> they're, they're interchangeable. Ah, yes. The, the empty coffee cup. Uh, <laughs> oh. This drives me absolutely nuts. When people just like will have a full fresh cup of coffee that is clearly not hot and they're just swinging it around like it's just the lightest cup. They pick it up off the table with like no, there's no repercussions. <laughs> it's never. It's just it. It would cost them nothing to put real coffee in a cup. I can't imagine that there are any movie or television sets sitting around going, you know what? We can't afford the coffee. We can't fill the cup. We got to do these takes. I mean, just once, like, fresh hot coffee in their hands, no sleeves, and they're just, hey, hey, whoa, what's going on over here? Hey, let's take a big old gulp. No big deal. No one's ever burned their mouth or their tongue or their lips on a hot cup of coffee. And coffee's in all of the, every movie. They, did you drink a coffee? Oh, here's your coffee. Here's your coffee. I mean, come on. At least just, uh, at least just fill it with some kind of brown liquid. I just wanted to slosh one time when they set it down on the table, just a little bloop come out of the top and splash on the table. Is that asking too much? Uh, <laughs> this one drives me nuts. And, and, and once you start looking for it, you can't unsee it. And it's just everywhere. It's everywhere. Like, that is an empty cup, sir. You watch how they lift it up. It's an empty cup. I was just going to say, now I'm, now I'm going to be looking for this after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's rampant. It's rampant. Because, yeah, coffee is hot, man. Like, you, when I get my coffee, I'm I'm walking you know, super slowly, like sometimes two mm -hmm. hands. I don't feel that on me. Nope. It's really rare in TV and movies for people to understand what actual eating is. Because I'll see people and they seem like they're eating. And if you look at it, you're like, wait a minute. Do you understand the concept of eating? Because they'll sit there and they'll like, mm, I'm going to eat this by just pushing my mouth. That means I've eaten. Oh, I'm full. No, excuse me. They don't understand how to eat sometimes in television and movies. It's almost like a foreign concept. I get if you don't want to eat the staff, like the food that they put out there. But at least understand. 
they, they should teach people how to eat in acting classes because it must be some kind of a foreign thing for them. They must be aliens who don't understand what food and mouths are. And, and so and speaking really? of, if you guys are, if you're watching this at home and you're interested, Dylan is starting a in-person and or online seminar on how to eat food in movies and television. So it is a great class. I highly recommend it. Uh, it comes with a a, a, a very, very a, array of menu and food items. It's delicious Fair. and educational. So take advantage. I will show you an example what eating actually means. <laughs> Just going to eat in front of everybody. Eating, eating with two dong. <laughs> <laughs> dining, dining with dong. Dining with dong. Dining with dongs. All right. What's, what's your number two? My number two is something. This is this is one that is especially prevalent in superhero. I have Ooh. found. And that is when the movie sort of makes fun of the uh, the audience or like the 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 nerds, right? Who know the background, or they kind of they they tease it. And the thing that that really got me going with it was Joss Whedon loves to do this, and he loves to be like, I know you're waiting. For them to say Avengers Assemble. And I'm going to tease yeah, I knew. that they're going to say Avengers Assemble. But they're never actually going to say Avengers Assemble. Because I don't want them to. And the, the ending... Uh, and, and granted, I'm, I'm glad that it played out like it did. right? Because when we finally got that Avengers Assemble. When the Russo brothers finally gave us Avengers Assemble. It was an epic moment. And I loved it. Ep and, and I... It, it, brought me so much joy but watching age of ultron and having this end scene where for two movies i'm waiting for them to say avengers assemble and captain america walks out and he says avengers and then they cut it i'm just like god you're a jerk joss whedon like you did that he, like he did that on purpose like just to be like ah ah uh, get it? Get it? He's not gonna say the thing that everybody wants him to say. Um, I, another example that I that came to mind with this was, I'm I'm watching the X Men movie right now, watching X Two, and I am convinced that Brian Singer hated the Magneto helmet because for one thing, whenever Brian Singer directed the movies, Magneto hardly ever wore. And he also changed the helmet to look really dumb. Like, he, he didn't keep the shape. It was way open. The only good Magneto helmet we got was in first class, which wasn't even done by Brian Singer. But in X2, you've got Magneto and Pyro sitting there, and Pyro just goes, it's a pretty dorky-looking helmet. And I'm like, I get it, Brian Singer. You don't like the Magneto helmet. You don't have to, like tease me and call it dorky just because you don't like it ah oh and, i got i got one for you bro like when he was like what, what do you prefer yellow spandex yeah yeah that was that was gonna be the other <laughs> example is like is like oh get it you're nerds i'm not gonna do the nerdy comic book thing you nerds we're gonna put them in black leather and oh 
it's just it's just that like no i don't know and maybe nobody else views it like that maybe people just enjoy the like oh i get what they're i get what they're going for there but i understood me, that reference to to me <laughs> it, it's it's just kind of poking fun at that i it just gets a big eye roll for me it doesn't ruin the movie like i still enjoy avengers but i'm just like uh, that it gets to that part that, <laughs> so there is there is my number two poking fun at, at the nerd especially in comic book movies happens seems to happen a lot makes sense all right Dude on <laughs> is when they I mean, it seems like they try and get the actor to really sell something, even though there's really nothing to sell. And I just, it, it turns out to not make any sense. Go ahead and throw my thing up there, bro. Because I don't get thing up there. They aren't telling us anything. And I don't get it. My particular example happens to be from the master of this kind of a thing. And that is Batman v Superman. Also, well, whoever directed that and wrote it and what have you. I love the part where Lois Lane, she is a Pulitzer Prize winning reporter. Maybe she is not at this point because it doesn't make any sense. She's talking to the, uh, I, I, she's talking to that one guy. I think he was from the Matrix or whatever. He's talking, she was talking to the, uh, the army guy or something. And she's talking about the bullets that they found there. And, and then she's like, well, they don't know if he would have gotten there, but, but all they would have known is he, he was going to show up. And I'm like, first off, what you just said, e even if I didn't get it right, it doesn't make any sense. And it also doesn't go anywhere because she doesn't follow it up. She sits there and she's like, that's it. That's what it, I gotta go. And, and she goes nowhere. Nothing happens from anything she was doing. And I don't get it. You know why I don't get it though? Because it doesn't go anywhere because it's not important to anything, but it's somehow that entire scene, although it was there, they didn't have to pad the runtime, but it doesn't make any sense. And I don't, I'm, that's a big pet peeve of mine, where they throw a scene in there, and I'm like, why did you just throw this scene in? What is this scene? It's not propelling the plot. It's really not interesting. And it doesn't make any sense. And, it, and I just don't get it. That's my number two. So is your is your number two just bad writing? No, I'm not going to say bad writing. I'm not <laughs> because it's not just bad writing. That's not it. Even because the director could have cut the scene. The actor, I don't, I don't know what the actor could have done, but I just love how they make it so <laughs> important. It makes so much sense. Ugh, it all clicks. And and then uh, and then even then, like I, I like it in Civil War, which I really loved. That whole scene where they're like, well, I mean, throwing out all these that we're looking for him, it doesn't mean that they're going to catch him. It means that we'll catch him. What? And then they're like, we're going to catch, we caught him. They're, this must mean something. And then it, it actually does. But still, I'm like, what, what kind of free, that doesn't make any kind of a logical sense. But I mean, at least it went someplace and I got it. I don't agree with it. It doesn't make any sense. But there it is. But when it goes nowhere and it means nothing, and they make it seem like it's some big aha moment and it doesn't come back. I don't get it. And that's what I'm going to go with because I don't 
get it. All right. My number one is much better than this one. But I still... <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I get it. Just doesn't, just doesn't make any sense. All right. So my All number right. one... Number one! Uh, this could be a, 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 I want to start here with like a, a kind of a broad idea, which is just if you know how to do something, whether it's a profession or a hobby, and you see that modeled in a film or television episode incorrectly, that, that is oh. something that's going to drive you nuts. If you're a lawyer and you're watching a law sequence, or if you work in medicine and you're watching a, a sequence in a hospital, uh, for me, uh, it's, it's music and it's sports that just drive me absolutely nuts when I see them. Uh, you can go ahead and, and, and click on my, my thing here, bro. This is from the movie The Duff. The worst football throw in the history of movie or television. I mean, it's just so bad. And, and it's so bad in a way that I don't know, like, why, why put it in? You could just have him be on a football field holding the football, having a conversation. <laughs> poor, poor Robbie here, is, is, he's, he's tossing it out there. and He's had a lovely career, and he doesn't need me to appreciate his football prowess. Uh, he's he's sitting on a pile of money at home. He's doing fine, but oh my gosh, man, this is just horrendous. And they do this in music that they they have the guy playing guitar, the girl playing guitar, and there's one finger on the fretboard or it's piano, and they're kind of mashing fingers. The uh, volleyball episode of The Office is just unwatchable. Pam's like, I'm good at volleyball, and she's hitting a ball like straight down at the ground, and it's cutting to the ball soaring over the net. And you know, you're watching basketball sequences, and people are shooting hoops, and it's a flat line, and all of a sudden it's this high arcing shot coming in from a different angle. I mean, it just drives me nuts. Tennis sequences are unwatchable in movies. People People are just kind of swinging rackets and then balls are suddenly coming 100 miles per hour straight at somebody bouncing off their face, hitting people in the crotch. I mean, it is just like, it is so hard to watch, uh, especially sports sequences in non-sports movies. It drives me absolutely crazy. But when it's done right, like Major League where they hire a bunch of minor league baseball players to do the baseball portion, or in a movie like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World where they give music lessons to make sure everybody knows how to play the instruments that they're meant to play on the stage. It makes a huge difference. And with the budgets that people are working with, it drives me nuts. Why not just teach? There, how many actors can throw <laughs> football? Start with that. Like, have that be the audition. If you're going to put this in the, in the scene, just can you throw a football? You can't? Okay, we'll get some other heartthrob to come in the movie. Someone out there can throw a football, darn it. It doesn't need to be this guy. It is so hard to watch. Remember the Titans? The football is so bad in Remember the Titans. It, brought, it just pulls me out of the plot every time. It's so bad. Uh, anyway, all right. This one drives me nuts. And if you, you know, if you know what I'm talking about, you at home, uh, if you have a, a profession or a hobby and you see it done incorrectly, it is it is hard to watch. So, I had wondered if if music, like people playing music, would be uh, th I, th that episode of Say by the Bell, the Zach attack. Oh my gosh, that thing! Like, I, I just, I, 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 it hurts my soul, like deep inside my soul. It's like my wife, who's, who's a nurse, whenever there's like a scene in a hospital and there's like yeah. the KG art thing, it, it drives her nuts because she's always like, the person's dead. <laughs> that, person, that, that is a, not an accurate uh, thing. <laughs> like, That's how hard person. is it to get like somebody to come in and say, yeah, this is what it needs to look like? Yeah. All right. My number one. 
Now, maybe it's just because older these days, maybe it's because I'm a dad and I watch movies with my kids. But my number one pet peeve are the totally random sex scenes that are thrown into movies. That, like, they don't need to be there. The Eternals was a bad movie, but also had, like, this really long sex scene between these two. Like, on wow. the beach. It was horrible. It was horrible to watch. And I'm, I'm not going to show my kids this anyways bad movie but i was like well i i can't sh i don't want to show them this like i've got little kids right yes it's pg-13 and yes you could say well brody your kids aren't but there's a <laughs> bunch of movies that do this like i think uh, even the stuff that's like rated r right i'm not going to well, show my kids those but i think of like watchmen right yeah like, like the extended sex yeah. scene in in the the owl thing or or three hundred Zack Snyder movie oh three hundred <laughs> totally ran just like slow motion like I was like what is this I don't I I don't need this in here I'm here for an action movie I don't need to see this slow motion and so it always just like only takes me out of the movie. It's it's I don't think it's ever really neat. And I it ever, just always bugs me ever, because Huh? Ever? It's never needed? I ever? Don't think so? Especially in a PG thirteen movie. Hey, if it's rated R, then it's rated R and you're allowed to do that. Thirteen I don't need an extended Because because my kids like the Marvel movies. And yeah, like I said, maybe it's just because I'm a dad and it's probably first up, you shouldn't have shown him Eternals if they're Marvel fans. Second off, folks at home, if you think that there are like movies that needed a sex scene, please list them down below. <laughs> I know I know uh Dylan's Dylan's looking forward to showing nine and a half weeks to, to his his kid when she's old enough. Um already seen it. <laughs> Too tame. I'm not. I haven't shown her the Eternals, and I don't know why I would. But there's, there's but, just never a good. There's never a good like situation. You're sitting there with your parents, and a sex thing comes. That's not fun. Sitting there with your kids, and a sex thing comes. That's not fun. Like this, it, I, it's, it's always, I, it's always awkward. It's always awkward. You're sitting there watching it with friends. Sex thing comes. Well, that's awkward. I don't know. I just don't think it's. Bugs me. Bugs me because then I'm, I always just feel. The best to watch with both of you guys, actually, and they always have been. I, I enjoy watching a good sex scene with Brody, but uh, you, you remember my, my Roadhouse story, Brode, from from when we did our movies we saw too young. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, uncomfortable. So. They always are. All right. Well, there's my number one. All right, Tudong, what's your number one movie pet peeve? My number one movie pet peeve is when whole arcs of the movie happen only because people aren't going to take, go ahead and put my thing up there, bro, five minutes to discuss things. Instead, there appears to be a misunderstanding. And it, it, my example of this, one of the more gratuitous ones, where it's kind of like, 
it's really like jumping to conclusions here. And that's The Wedding Singer. And I like that movie. Don't get me wrong. That movie is a, this is one of the few, if not except like one of the two Adam Sandler movies that I actually maybe two or three that I appreciate because I don't appreciate him as an artist or, or as an actor. And, but he was great. But I'll tell you this: when he walked over to you know Drew Barrymore's house and she's sitting there like in her wedding dress talking into the mirror, that was a big conclusion for him to have jumped to, and he jumped right into it. And then she goes over to his house. Now, that's a not as big of a conclusion to jump to because it was like his ex was there in one of his shirts and that was it. But still, it's a misunderstanding and people aren't going to just talk. And then when they do talk, they're like, I'm going to be a jerk and I'm not really going to talk. I'm going to just no discussions so many times. Big, big move like these movies. It just takes five minutes of real discussion, folks, and it's not going to kill you to do it. And that. As a plot device, I find it be kind of lazy. If you say to yourself, five minutes of talking would would resolve this, that is not, I don't think that that, now I understand, like in Romeo and Juliet, Tybalt killed Mercutio, and <laughs> Romeo is kind of past words on that. That's not a misunderstanding. That makes lots of sense to me. There you go. No misunderstandings. But if you could sit there and just talk for a second, just be like, no, no, no. You've misunderstood. Uh, and a really big one of these, going back to Batman v Superman, and you've got Superman sitting there like, no, and you, you know, Bruce, I gotta tell you something. And Batman's like, I don't care, I'm gonna kill you. And instead of him being like, no, 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 we've gotta talk. He could have just been like, Lex Luthor, like, put me up to this. I'm not here to do any of this kind of stuff. How about we kind of team up? He's got my mom. That, instead of there being real fundamental reasons for them like that's all he had to do. none of this wait hold on a second we, we, we've gotta i gotta tell you something you don't understand it's a misunderstanding he could batman could have been one second been like what and he's like they took they stole my mom wait a minute what you have a mother i didn't even realize that. what big whole thing doesn't have to happen because they're not Two stupid idiots. Superman and Batman are not two stupid idiots. Batman <laughs> and Batman gotta talk. But instead, instead of really good reasons for them to fight, they're like, oh, I'm not I'm not gonna say anything. Or if I do say something, it's gonna be me saying things, Bruce, like, hold on a minute. You don't understand. That's because there's a big misunderstanding. Hence. My uh, And it's not just Batman v Superman, even though I definitely focus on that in this episode of Pet Peeves. But there's other movies that are very guilty of that, like Wedding Singer, like a whole bunch of movies where you're, you're like, hey, five minutes of discussion could clear 40 minutes of plot, 40 whole minutes. It could be OK. It'll be OK, folks, if you just talk. Let's show examples of communication. We don't need these contrivances to move the plot forward. You but, know, you know if, if people could communicate well, we wouldn't have movies. That's not true. There's plenty of movies where people communicate just fine. They, they have their intentions right on their sleeve. And they're like, hey, you know what? Enter the dragon, Bruce Lee. He had very clear intentions when he went to Hans Island to enter the tournament that he didn't want to go into. He went there because they, they killed his sister. And, of course... Like they had all sorts of, they were doing illegal stuff. He didn't care about that. Whatever it is. He didn't have standings. He knew 
exactly what he was doing. And when he expressed himself, he did it with his the way of the intercepting fist. There's a lot. I mean, I'm not saying that there can't be misunderstandings. Misunderstandings are fine. I get it. But if if things can be cleared up in two seconds worth of talking, but instead they're like, I'm just going to just continue this misunderstanding. It gets irritating after a while. We are like, just you guys, come on. And you know what I'm talking about, bro. You've seen these movies too, where you're oh, like, yeah. five, five so seconds you, of talk. Clear this. So up. You hate you hate the show Three's Company then. <laughs> well, there's always exceptions to the rule. And Jack, <laughs> genius. But let me tell you, it there does come a point where you're kind of like, come on, Jack. Come on, Chrissy, Janet, are you, you guys are adorable and I love all of you. But really? Really? Is, is there a cat dying in the background of your house, Dylan? No, that's actually my daughter. She's oh, impersonating a cat. Is she her daughter? Oh, she's cooing. Oh, bring her on. She, she had heard <laughs> and she was just like, <sighs> I thought I heard her. It was just a cute little baby coo. Aww. We love babies. That's apparently. All right. Comment do... down below with pictures of your babies. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, nah, that's a good one. Too. All right. Well, hey, there's no misunderstanding here. We love spending time with you here at Talk Talk Punch. Let us know some things that you noticed in movies or television shows that kind of bug you a little bit, that, that push your button, that grind your gears, that make you a little bit peeved in a petting way. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. So, uh, and let us know what you think of these ones. And watch out for those empty coffee cups. They are everywhere, and they will drive you nuts. And we'll see you next time. Click that like and subscribe below the beard. We, we uh, look forward to hearing from you and seeing you next time. <laughs> Adios. Adios.